Welcome to another edition of The Big Picture with Pastor Larry Raglan. I want you to get ready for a word that's going to change your life. Share this podcast, like this podcast, and give us a five-star review. We sure would appreciate it. Now, without further ado, let's get in to the next edition. Are y'all with me? Oh, about y'all, I hope you're with me because if you ain't now, you really ain't about to be. We read right over scripture sometimes and we don't even stop to even hear what we just read. How many knows what I'm talking about is the truth? I mean, some scriptures we've read all our lives. We go back sometimes where you hear a preacher or you go back and you're studying, you go, my Lord, that's in there. Never saw that. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. Hebrews were the greatest. I mean, I know the word of God is awesome. All 66 books. But Hebrews is a book that will mess with you and blow your mind because it reveals to you the plan of God. Hebrews chapter 10 is talking about the blood of bulls and goats, the blood of Jesus and so forth. And in the midst of it, he says this. Sacrificing and offerings you did not desire. This is God speaking. Jesus. But a body you have prepared for me. In the midst of the discussion of Jesus himself, he, just, he says, we, you go back and read, read Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1 is awesome because it blows the people that don't believe in the Godhead, the Trinity, out of the water. Because the book of Hebrews chapter 1 is a conversation between the Father and the Son. And the Father calls the Son God. And the Son calls the Father God. The son says to the father, you are my God. And the father says to the son, you are my God. So as you're going through the book of Hebrews, just out of nowhere, it's just the way God works sometimes in scripture. He brings back and reminds them in the midst of, when the, of all that was being created, the foundation. God said, not only did I say I would die, but the reason he says it was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Is because at the foundation of the world, I don't want to get morbid and freaky and weird on you, but here's the reality. The body, the, the, the plan for the body of Jesus and the necessary ingredients that it would take for him to exist was created at the point of creation. So when God breathed into Adam blood, he took the blood that was created in heaven from the foundation of the world that would one day, he knew, go into the Virgin Mary. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Because it was perfect. It's in heaven. It will never be tainted. Jesus was tempted as all manner of sin, yet without sin. So he took his own blood and put it into Adam and to Eve. And they were perfect. Adam and Eve were perfect. You say, well, there's no perfect people on earth. There never have been. Well, there's no perfect people on earth, but there has been. There were two perfect people because they were created in the image of God. They had not sinned. The blood that pumped through their bodies were not tainted with one speck of sin. It was the blood of Jesus. We claim the blood of Jesus on us now. We claim the blood of Jesus to cover us now. There were two human beings that walked this earth with the blood of Jesus in them. When you think about it, it's the only thing that can make sense. Because the blood of Jesus that came into that baby. 
Because remember, remember, why would Jesus stay in the womb of Mary for nine months if what was happening in the womb was not the same thing happening to us in the womb? He was growing. That blows our mind. He was still God in that womb. But that little baby, month by month, was growing. She started feeling Jesus kick. She was miserable, ready for that, that baby to get out. Even though it was the Savior of the world, she's like, okay, God, I know it's the Savior of the world, but this, you got to get this thing out of me. It's killing me. Come on, mamas, help me out here. She's probably having weird cravings. If there was a Taco Bell around those days, she was making a midnight run. Come on. Why? Why do I say that? Why? I'm not trying to be funny. Remember, if what Jesus did was not what we have to go through, then we can't relate to him. He had to eat. Oh, y'all don't y'all y'all can't handle this because because y'all got Jesus' blonde-haired, blue-eyed, lamb-toting sissy hanging up on y'all's wall somewhere. He didn't have blonde hair, didn't have blue eyes, and he wasn't no lamb-toting sissy. Some of y'all get that later. But every religion, every race, every ethnicity makes Jesus try to look like them. You go to a white church, Jesus is white. You go to a black church, Jesus is black. You go to a Hispanic church, Jesus is Hispanic. You go to an Asian church, Jesus is Asian. I'm telling you right now, I've seen these pictures. Everybody's Jesus looks like them. Instead of trying to worry about us looking like him. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. I don't care what race he is. Huh? I don't. I don't care. Because it ain't got nothing to do with the skin color of Jesus. It's got everything to do with what Jesus did for me. Well, what was I saying? I was talking about something really cool. I'm going to drink to it and see if the Lord brings it back to me. All right, I remember it. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says he was, he was tempted and he went through everything that we went through. So if he went through everything that we went through as a human being walking this earth, he went through what we go through in the, in the womb. He had to grow. It blows my mind to think that Jesus had to learn how to talk in the natural when on the inside, he's like, man, I'm the one that spoke you into existence. And he's going, nah, 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 nah. And he, he's literally trying to scream out, I am God. Quit telling me to hush. No. I'll pour the milk out if I want to. I'm the one that made the milk. No, he wouldn't have done that because that's not the nature of God. But how many knows that's who was inside that baby? But he limited himself. He had to learn how to walk. He had to learn how to crawl. He had to learn how to walk. He had to eat. And how many knows if you eat, there's something else you have to do? We don't want to think about Jesus doing that. Jesus, he had to read the paper too, y'all. He'd just go grab him a scroll and... From Isaiah or something, he'll be like, I'll be back in a few minutes, guys. <laughs> Just be all that scroll. <laughs> I know it's funny, but y'all ain't never heard a preacher say this. Jesus had to poo-poo. 
He was holy and acceptable unto God, poo-poo. Oh, man, I could say some stuff right here. What I'm saying is this. That blood had, he had to have blood in the womb. Because that's how flesh lives. And the whole reason he came that way is to be in the flesh. So that he could suffer in the flesh because he mandated that flesh has authority here on this earth. He had, he, he's always been God. He's still God. He was God then. But he said, I'm, I'm God up here. I'm letting you lead down there. But you have really messed it up. So I'm going to die. And I'm going to come and I'm going to live among you and be one of you. And I'm going to do it the right way. And then when I do it the right way and I have to do what I've got to do, die, come back from the dead, I'm going to restore the relationship that I had with you in the garden. Woo, that's good preaching. 15 minutes, I got to go, got to go. Listen to what he says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 12 talking about his blood. You got to get this. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his, say it loud, own blood. He entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained. Do you understand what that word means? He got something that when he came, he didn't have. That's not limiting God. I'm I'm preaching biblical truth here. He obtained eternal redemption. In other words, not for himself. He didn't need to be redeemed. Through his blood, he obtained the ability for every human being to be redeemed. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting it. Let me break it down to you this way. He, God sent his own blood into the womb of Mary. When he came back from the dead, he took it all back. He sent it from heaven to earth. Then when he came back from the dead, he knew where every drop was. He brought it all back to himself and he took it back to the place that it had always been so that man couldn't touch it anymore so that it wouldn't decay with the sin of this earth. The blood is not... Listen, I don't care what you see in National Enquirer about somebody finding a piece of the cross buried up on Mount Calvary and they did a DNA test on it and they think they found the DNA of Jesus. There ain't no DNA of Jesus in the natural. You want to find the DNA of Jesus? Honey, look to your left and look to your right because the DNA of the blood of Jesus is in this house it is not on some piece of wood he took every drop of his own blood and he brought it back into heaven and he put it on the altar of heaven so the next time the devil tries to tell you of what you used to be he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father forever interceding on our behalf and the devil tries to accuse you of who you used to be and all Jesus has got to do is say oh I know what he said I know what he did Father but look at the altar the blood is still fresh the blood is still there like the day I put it there and the, the Father says shut up devil That blood that was in that baby 
It's the blood today that is on the altar. It's the blood that every loved one that's ever gone to be with Jesus has seen it. They have seen the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus, but they have seen it. The real blood of Jesus is in heaven today. God Almighty, I'm preaching. So it might, also, it might almost sound like heresy for me to say what I'm saying. But Jesus had to come this way. He made it to where there was no other way. It wasn't strange to him. You remember what he said when he came back from the dead? He showed himself by many infallible proofs for 40 days before he lifted up off this earth and disappeared into the clouds of heaven. He said at that point, all power in heaven and in earth has been given unto me and I now give it to you. I took it back for you. God, this is a good Christmas sermon. When you hear this right here and you get this in your spirit, you won't look at some sweet little nativity scene and go, oh, boy, that was just a sweet, that was just a prayer. No, you'll understand the war that was going on. You'll understand why the devil try, pulled out every stop to try to, to kill that baby. You'll understand why Herod tried to kill every kid two and under. You'll understand all the things in Scripture. You'll finally get why, why every demon in hell, while every angel was fighting for that baby to live, every demon in hell was fighting for that baby to die because the devil knew it better than we know it. The devil knew he never forgot what God said to him in the garden that a seed was coming. There was a baby that was coming. Notice notice he didn't say a baby that was coming. He said a seed that was coming. Why did he say there's a seed coming of the woman? Because the seed doesn't look like a baby yet but the potential is there. But what is in that seed? What is in that seed is DNA. What is in that seed is a drop of blood. Come on somebody that's about to be duplicated it was that seed and when you strike his heel devil that's what he said in the garden you're going to inject your poison into his flesh but what you don't realize is it's all a part of the plan because he said he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world he needs you to kill him he needs you to think that you beat him he needs you to think him he wants all of, the, of Jerusalem and the world to think that he's dead but when he dies just like any other seed it can't grow and turn into anything until it's dead in the ground but when you bury a seed you better wait you better give it time because when that seed is dead it comes back to life and something comes out of that seed oh y'all ain't hearing me how 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 says this oh so it is written the first man Adam became a living being the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not the first, but the natural. And afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And was, oh, come on, and was the man of dust, as was the man of dust, so also are these who are made of dust. And is the heavenly man, as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And also we have borne the image of the man of 
dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Are y'all hearing me? Do you understand that one was called the first Adam? Jesus was the final Adam. Woo! Jesus fulfills so many prophecies. I'm going to rapid fire. Genesis 49, 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a Lord lawgiver from the, between his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. Isaiah 11, 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his roots. Jesse, of course, meaning the father of David. Jeremiah 23, 5. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness on the earth he was prophesied to be born of a virgin Isaiah 7 14 says therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel the Messiah was prophesied to be born in Bethlehem Micah chapter 5 verse 2 but you Bethlehem Ephrata though you are little among the thousands of Judah yet out of you shall come forth the one to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth are of old from everlasting the Messiah was celebrated as a child. Isaiah 9 6, for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the name will, his name will be upon his shoulder. You shall be called, he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor Mighty God, Everlasting Father Prince of Peace. Oh I wish somebody praise him. That's just a handful of them. I wish somebody praise Jesus the Son of the Living God. There are over 60 prophecies concerning the Old Testament, concerning the Messiah in the Old Testament. A number of years ago, a man named Peter W. Toner and Robert C. Newman wrote a book called Science Speaks. The book was based on the science of probability and vouched for by the American Scientific Affiliation Organization. It set out the odds of any one man in history fulfilling only eight of the 60 major prophecies that Jesus fulfilled and the 270 ramifications of the 60 being filled, fulfilled by the, in the life of Christ. Only the probability of eight of them being fulfilled by one man. The probability that Jesus Christ could have, been, could have fulfilled even eight such prophecies was figured out to be one and ten to the 17th power. That's one and one followed by 17 zeros or one and one quadrillion. Eight of 60. Stoner goes on to explain to get your mind wrapped around it. That is, he claims that many silver dollars would be enough to cover, one quadrillion silver dollars would be enough to cover the entire face or the entire state of Texas two feet deep. He said, if you want to understand the probability that Jesus only fulfilled six, I mean eight of the 60, he explained that if you did that and marked one silver dollar and mixed that one silver dollar up with the other one quadrillion, 10 to the 17th power all over the state of, of, the, of the nation, of, excuse me, the state of Texas, you then ask a blind man to fly over Texas, tell him, let the blind man tell you to stop, drop him down, and he puts his hand and picks up the one silver dollar that was marked among the one quadrillion. That is one and 10 to the 17th power. And he fulfilled 60 and had 270 ramifications of fulfilling the 60. 
There is more historical, secular evidence of the life and the existence and the story of Jesus than there are of people like Napoleon. But people don't doubt that Napoleon existed. You go to your library, forget, don't even look at the Bible. You need to look at the Bible, but set that aside for a minute and just look at secular historians that lived in the day and after the day of Jesus. And there's more historical, secular evidence of the life and the existence of Jesus than, than most all prominent historical figures. The fact is the birth, crucifixion, and bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ are celebrated worldwide by folks of every race, every language, every color, and every year. And believing in Jesus, come on somebody, they have been delivered from the most evil, disastrous, frustrating, debilitating habits and life forms possible. The real problem is what United States Senate, Senate Chaplain Richard Halverson said. The real problem with Jesus Christ is not that folks can't believe in him but that they won't believe in him I'm telling you Jesus is real a famous Christmas card sums it up this will be the last thing I say I quote this Christmas card I love it he says if our greatest need had been information God would have sent us an educator if our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent us a savior. Oh, come on, give him praise. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Many times I read the last part of the war of Bethlehem. And I hand them out at the end, printed out for people to read. And I plan on doing that this morning. And it was like the Holy Spirit just sort of arrested me and said, no, not today. Tell them what it's about and just see how hungry they are. See if they really want to know the rest of the story. I preach to you today about a third of the revelation that is in that little booklet called The War in Bethlehem. I sit in my little, barely bigger than a broom closet office in the old hay barn that you hear us talking about a lot. I sit down in front of my little pathetic computer that I had at that time. And I touch my fingers. It's one of the few times it's ever happened in my life to those keys. And my fingers just started doing this. And I promise you, as sure as I'm talking to you right now, I never stopped. I never took a break. I never researched anything. I just continued to type, and I saw the words going across the screen. And at some point, I stopped. And it was finished. It's the only time, really, that's ever happened. So if you go to thewarinbethlehem.com, you can read what God just downloaded in me. In one moment, without a break, without even thinking I was going to do it, it has been read by people all over the world. It has been, used, it has been turned into a track to be handed out, listen to me, in the Red Square in Moscow, Russia. A man from Russia wrote me years ago and, and read it, 
and said, can I translate this into Russia and make it into a pamphlet? I want to walk around in the red square and hand it out for Christmas. And he did. It's, it was the reason that we know our friends in Denmark. Our friends that watch us, pastors in Denmark, read the war in Bethlehem online in the early stages of the Internet, connected with us. I've preached in their church in Denmark now. They, they also printed it out in, into their language and handed it all over. The, they live on an island called the Island of Bornholm. And they distribute it on the streets of Bornholm every year, this little story called the War in Bethlehem. So it's touched lives all over the world. It's never been printed. I'm going to print it one day. As far as in a mini book form, I just need to do it. But it's there. Share it. It's on Facebook. WarrenBethlehem.com just sends you to an article that I wrote on Facebook. Read it. If it blesses you, make a comment and then share it. Thank you for joining us on The Big Picture with Pastor Larry Raglan. Make sure you like this podcast. Give us a good review and we sure would appreciate it. Share this podcast with a friend. And stay tuned. we got another episode coming up very, very soon. Thank you again for listening. Have a blessed day.